I'm not even going to waste any time this time, y'all. You know, we in here. I'm the one introducing this episode, and I just want to go ahead and put on record. We will talk about it in much more depth later on. Green Lantern was as bad as y'all said it was. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not going to pretend. I'm going to get deeper into it later, but if I never have to see that movie again, I'm okay. I am 100% okay with not watching Blake Lively struggle through lines and Ryan Reynolds look like baby Ryan Reynolds. Like you can see it in his face, it was a while ago. Like he just looked like just friends Ryan Reynolds, if you've seen that movie. Mm. And, but not in a funny way. And then um, they played in my girl's face. And by my girl, I mean Auntie Angela Bassett. By throwing, Queen. throwing that Mary J. Blige shortcut on her head. And the whole scene with her being stuck to the one. I just, we'll get into that later. But hi, guys. Welcome. It's another episode of Almost. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I got a sound effect for this. You're going to act like it's this. Okay, we'll try Get it. out of my life. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Almost Blurs. I am JB, and the other voice who you heard so eloquently in the background is my co-host, Duff Cat. I'm sick of him, y'all, already. <laughs> sick of him already. Don't blame me. Blame the Pinot Noir. Oh, don't blame it on Pinot. What Pinot ever do to you? Make me feel wonderful. But... I'm not going to waste any time. Let's go ahead and get into some Blur D news. DC has been doing some mess in the last week since we talked. Mess. That means I got to go all the way back. I go all the way back to the other day. Well, not even the other day. It was a couple days ago where a gal was like, Oh my God, I am so happy and thankful to have been playing Wonder Woman. I can't wait till you see the next chapter in her and everything. And then the next day, rumors came out that Wonder Woman 3 has been scrapped. (laughs) Not only that, we found out that um, Patty Jenkins or whatever, she was asked by the people in DC to redo her script because they didn't feel like it fit well with what they were trying to do. And sis said no. She said no and said that um, basically, she'll walk before she does that. I'm going to take a moment and say, ma'am, you don't have that great of a track record. Thank you. You may have done well with Monster many, many years ago, but your most recent effort was 1984, Wonder Woman, which was absolute garbage. So Garbage. They're telling you that maybe you should do something different. I'm, how about you sit back and listen? How about that? How about you sit back and listen? I mean, I hate I hate to be that person. I do. I really, really do to call another woman difficult. However, I think that um, far be it for me to even agree with Warner Brothers, but mm-hmm. 1984 was trash. I'm talking about trash. And how you stand on that, I'll never know. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, right, as a director, it falls on you. You edit it, whatever. The studios, they do whatever. But that film was not... It was garbage. And that was the consensus. That it was not a good film. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Pedro Pascal is not a bad actor. What? <laughs> what did y'all... <laughs> like, what did y'all have him doing? And then y'all have one of the strongest women in the world lovesick over a man. Who it? It was hard, y'all. Oh, y'all, so y'all. And I will say, mm. I, I've been going hard for Kristen Wiig because I think that at least as the woman before she turned into Cheetah, I loved her. I love seeing her character evolve in 1984. But the minute that CGI came in, everything that she had worked so hard for in her character was thrown out the window because the CGI. Her was Cheetah was. It was like she ran off the set of cats onto. 1984, and dear God, we know that this um, cast was garbage. But but that's not even the, the end of it. That was just the start. Because 
Right after that, we get word that Warner Brothers may not be doing in uh, Aquaman 3 and that they might be done with Jason Momoa as Aquaman altogether. Let me tell y'all something. I mean, y'all know he played the role well, right? Mm -hmm. But I think if we're being honest, if we're being honest with ourselves, Mm -hmm. we like Aquaman because of how he looked. The story wasn't bad. The story was not bad, but we liked him because of how he looked. People came because Definitely of how he because looked. Because of the chemistry between him and Amber Heard. Because we know that was fake. Mm-hmm. Or it was it was non-existent on her part because I don't think she's capable. Because she can't act. But, I mean, I, I just... They tried, but... I don't know. She like It wasn't even that she was... It, it, she wasn't even bad in this. Let me, let me stop. Let me go back. She wasn't bad in this. However, I've said it a million times up here. Hmm? She just won't good. I'll say it a million times. Average. average, mid. I'll say it a couple times, y'all. I'll say it a million times. And I'm going to keep saying this. If y'all want me to believe that he, she is willing. This is, this is, we'll go here. If she is willing to risk the relationship with her family, mm-hmm. her, her, her kingdom, what have you, to help this dude, I need to believe it. And I didn't. And, and then it's tragic because I liked how she looked. I liked how she looked when her powers or whatever, her eyes turned on blue. I liked all of that. But I just, sis, no. But I don't, I'm sad that they're going to get rid of Aquaman. Like, I wanted an Aquaman 3. Well, they're also claiming that, well, a couple weeks ago, apparently, Jason Momoa and James Gunn kind of teased um Lobo. Lobo is a character. He's a basically a bounty hunter. I played with him a lot in um Injustice to the Writing Game. That was when I was first really truly introduced to him. Um but and they're claiming that he may be assuming the role of Lobo in the future, which I can't say that I hate. I think that they could easily make him look like that character based off of his natural features as it is. But he was one of the few characters that we truly bought into in the DC EU. So it's kind of yeah. I liked him more than I liked. Yeah, I liked him more than um everybody. But what's crazy is the people that I like the most—they not even gonna Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, Justice for my boy who did um Cyborg. He's definitely not coming back. He is oh so much better. But I mean, I just I don't know though. I don't know. I guess James Gunn is like they just they gotta honestly. I guess they do have to start from scratch if he wants to put his own little spin on it. Yeah. Well, you know that there were also since we're already talking about Aquaman too, there was rumor that Ben Affleck was going to be making an appearance in that one as Batman, and apparently that's been cut. So we won't be seeing that. And then it took they took things a step further by them saying that Henry Cavill will not be coming back as Superman. Which is weird to me because he just made that announcement. I was just I was just saying, y'all gonna Henry Cavill gonna be great before y'all let him get rid of Superman, put down the mantle of Superman. He's carrying it on his back. Now look at him. Unemployed, not with Warner Brothers, I can tell you that. So Which like, is wild. Is that okay? So you know, after he made his appearance in Black Adam in the post-credit scene, he basically said he was back as Superman. But what we all forget is that this was all before James Gunn and Peter uh, Safran were made co-CEOs of DC Studio. But see, <laughs> this is what's crazy too, because unless this was something that happened way before, like maybe last year when they wanted to lock him in or something, it just seems weird to me that they would, with everything kind of being in like, like, I don't, I'm not going to say turmoil, but maybe like just unsettling, kind of like the waters are a little rocky. Why would they make this, like this, not transition, what another word that I'm looking for? Like, why would they make this big thing Mm -hmm. if they are unsure of the direction of where they were trying to go? I don't know, but unless that was a lot to take in in just a week. It was 
I feel bad for him, really. Yeah, because he because he had to be under some type of contract. He stepped mm. from the Witcher, a guaranteed check, and they've officially passed the mantle off to Liam Hemsworth. So it's not like he can just go back. That's true. But isn't Liam coming back as like not coming back, but his is like his Witcher is like the, a prequel? I'm not even sure. I think I, I could be wrong. I, it could be wrong, but I think it's like a prequel. And I don't know if Liam can pull it off, but I I don't I don't I don't be following that Hensworth. Reading up on it. Okay. You replace him as you would expect. There have been some steps in backlash. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't know. This article doesn't quickly say anything about it, but I guess we'll find out in the mm-hmm. month. So. And for all of y'all who like, y'all hate that Liam is taking over. Now, when he get big and buff like his brother and he fine, I don't want to hear it. Because part of the appeal of Henry Cavill was because he was fine and big. And honestly, like, he literally looks like his brother. It's that third Hemsworth mm-hmm. that people don't even realize are that related to them. I don't know. I feel like the oldest one looks more like Chris than Liam. Mm-hmm. Like, Liam looks related. But I feel like Chris and the oldest one look the most alike. Yeah, that other one, I don't know. Something about him just don't, he don't give me he'll ever be sexiest man in the world, uh, country or whatever. Like people make. We don't even know who he is. He was on, he was on Westworld. Mm. <laughs> A lot though. He was the main character. And that's no shade. I'm just, you know. I think he was in the Thor mm. movies. Well, he was kind of comical, him and Matt Damon. Okay. Mm-hmm. But huh, I think there was more. Hold on, I think DC wasn't done with me yet. Um, well, people are very upset with all these changes. So much so that uh, Fire James Gunn is trending. They are so upset what? they want to get rid of James Gunn because James Gunn has made all these changes. Because the people who are upset are the people who are the Zack Snyder fans. They are going in and changing everything. But let's be honest, the James um, the Zack Snyder films were not really that great. They weren't. Y'all, please, y'all have to be honest. Look, I am all about a fandom, but y'all got to be honest with yourselves. I'm not going to sit here and say that. And I'll say this because what other films did he do? Zack Snyder. Within DC or in general? DC. Um, he did. Man of Steel. He did Batman versus Superman. He did Justice League. I mean, he did, and he and he was a part of all of the other ones in some capacity. Like one mm. okay. was the producer for that. I'll say mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Okay, Man of Steel wasn't all that. Mm-mm. I watched it from beginning to end. I mean, my husband can come in here. We went to the theater to go see it, and he fell asleep. Okay, that's that's number one. All right, uh, Justice League. I, I I can't remember Batman versus Superman. Um, it's blurry. Um, I know that Superman until Gal Gadot came in at the end. It was literally a movie that she saved in the last fighting sequence. Gal Gadot, you know. So Justice League, in comparison to what we got, yeah, it was a lot better. But we're not gonna sit here and act like it was a, it was a masterpiece because it wasn't. So y'all come up in here being all upset that they about to come up here and just wreck shop and just start over from scratch. Like that's crazy to me. Like and, and this is also this I've always argued that people keep saying that the Zack Snyder's version of Justice League was so much better. It was also over four hours long. That would have not been the version of the movie that would have released in theaters. So yeah, we got- he had every all the free reign to do what he wanted to with that film. So many of the scenes that you probably love would have been cut in the first place. You would have never seen that. It would have been cut from over four hours to being a two and a half hour film. That means an hour and a half of some of the stuff you love was gone. Let's be real here. You People are fighting 
they were fighting for a film that they would have never gotten. Anyway, I mean, of course, bits and pieces of what we saw would have been the final product that we saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. However, it wouldn't have been, you know, I mean, I'm still hoping that they do a cougar cut of Wakanda Forever. But Shoot, a cougar cut of Pan- um, Black Panther. People keep talking about this, but they keep forgetting also that the Zack Snyder's cut came out well after all of the criticism that came out for the first version of it. That means that any opportunities he had to fix the issues that people did not like in the first version, he was able to try to do in the second. Like, oh, they complained about this? Let's cut that out then. He had every opportunity to improve on an already terrible film that he was planning on releasing. They People need to stop acting like that wasn't the case. Well, I mean, y'all, no, I'm not even gonna say what I was about to say. It's inappropriate, but I just, I don't know, y'all. Y'all, y'all gotta be honest with yourselves. And ma- you know what? Maybe it was that great to y'all, but however, I can't, even though it's kind of like it, it bothers me because I really, I would love to keep the casting for Wanda, Wanda Woman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. But if James Gunn is gonna come in here and kind of make it his own, he has to start over. Mm hmm. He has to. Like, there's just no... I mean, he could, but it, it's just... It's so jumbled up because of what they try to do with the with the Snyderverse and then having these other projects, these miscellaneous projects is just kind of just out there doing whatever. And I don't know. I, mm, if people are saying they're trying to do a reset, they would love a reset with Robert Pattinson's Batman. I'm just like, I mean... He was emo the whole time. Hmm, y'all, I don't know. Nice I, I feel like I will fall for you. I wish I could see you, but <laughs> that's our song. But that's exactly what he looked like the whole time. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, if y'all, I mean, just bear with them. Y'all, just bear with them. They're gonna have to start over, and it's probably gonna even be. It's probably gonna be even better. And I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that James Gunn gives us good stories with diverse cast. <laughs> Uh, see, <laughs> okay, that's okay. my fault. That's my that fault. Is your fault. So, y'all, okay. full transparency, we've been doing testing with multiple platforms because we have very big plans for the podcast next year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we were using was not doing what it wasn't given what needed to be gave. Mm-hmm. And like Dovecat couldn't see me, I did was starting to become a lag. So, we apologize for the first 17 minutes if you notice that's something a little bit off, but I counted her down back into our old faithful platform and maybe I shouldn't have done that because uh-uh. it just threw things off for her. It did. Now I have to get my thoughts back in order. Okay, so with James Gunn, okay, starting over. Um, I, I'm hoping that he comes and he's bringing us, um, and I need, I guess I'm not even mentioning the other guy because creatively it's not even him. It's more so James doing that part, but I'm hoping that um, we get great. This is one thing too. I hope that we get great storytelling and Mm -hmm. um, diverse characters. Um, Not okay. Also that we get screens that aren't so dark um, and that we don't get James Gunn's is like his type of stupidity and comedy all over the DCEU when it's appropriate. Yes. But some films is not necessary. Right. And, um, Completely. so I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe we'll get a green lantern this time around and maybe he'll be the one that's black. What's his name? Can we get John Stewart? That's his name, John Stewart. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get a, um, get I mean, if they're smart, that's what they'll go with because that was the big thing that people were saying before with the the, the Green Lantern that you hated that we'll talk about later. Um, but everybody thought that it was going to be Jon Stewart, the black one. And of course, when that movie came out, that wasn't even a... I'm sure that wasn't even a possibility for them. So I think it's more plausible now because... And this sounds bad to say. I think it's more plausible now that we'll get the Jon Stewart Green Lantern because... Um, studio execs are actually investing a little bit of quaint into black-led films. Um, hopefully it's not a trend that they're doing, um, but people like people will come out and see themselves. So if they're trying to get the black dollar, then they'll pander to that. Um, and if the story's good, we'll come out and watch it. So I'm, those what are a little bit of the things that... Ray Fisher. You said like what? Everything, 
everything that happened with Ray, damn, as bad as this going to sound, you owe us. Definitely. Definitely. Because it, it, it was so apparent in talking about the Snyder Cut um, of Justice League and what we got in theaters, uh, mm-hmm. night and day. Um, you can tell that he was not liked and especially by how he was so much a part of the story in the Snyder Cut. Like, how they were able to minimize his part is mm-hmm. beyond me. Mm-hmm. Especially considering the version that we saw in this Zack Snyder Cut showed him be a very integral part it's of like, what was actually happening. He was yeah. basically a main character. Despite being there with all these other people, he was elevated to being a main character. And we know that all these others had already established themselves in other things. Mm-hmm. Well, Aquaman had not. This was his first real introduction. But you know what I mean. Like You had Wonder Woman already in there. You already had Batman in there. We knew Superman was in there. We had seen these people before and you managed to make a black person a main character. And then when you see hear all the things that happened with Josh Whedon, it only makes sense why suddenly he's no longer important to the mm-hmm. overall film. Trash. Which was crazy to me because they mentioned, they mentioned, I think, in both versions that basically the reason why he's able to be up and around is because of this motherboard, mother box. What was it called? Uh, no, I don't even care enough to know. We don't even have to no. look it up. But I mean, the way that you have this character that's affected by this these this motherboard mother box things that is the part of the story, and the fact that you're not utilizing him, it's wild to me. And um, again, um, you like you said, we are owed this. So I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go watch. Um, I'm a, like I said, I'm a little disappointed that we may not get an Aquaman three or that his run as Aquaman is over. Um, who knows when we'll get another Aquaman? It may be a while um but i have a question for you with Mm -hmm. the with this basically kind of starting over from scratch um for the dceu outside of the five wait a minute outside of the four main people that we seen well excuse me outside of the two main people we seem to get every time they do a reboot either batman or superman who would you like to see more of or who do you think will start it off with like a bang when they start when they do it again Okay, so I'm biased here because he was actually my favorite character for a very, very long time. The Flash. Mm. The Flash has always been a character that I feel like if they would have given him the opportunity, he could have carried. The Flash is a a favorite character amongst a lot of people. And he has such a vast background to him, like so many deep things about his character. You know, most of them, like we already know. Well, in comic books in general, but especially in DC, the majority of their main characters have traumatic backgrounds. And his is very built on the trauma of losing his mother and that and stuff like that. So I just think it would have translated very well to film. And I don't know. I mean, they may do something like that in this Flashpoint film that's supposed to be coming up with Ezra Miller. But I think that if they had him, he could have been someone that really, really set it off that wasn't a main character like like was what well, wasn't a Superman? I think someone like him and someone like Green Lantern, these people that are big characters, but they are not as big as someone like Superman, could have built up to when Superman has his moment. You're just slowly introducing these people, getting them acclimated to the audiences, and build bring in someone big like Superman later on. Because I think that to me, that's been one of the issues. They've been building a universe around one man. That's it. They're not truly allowing these people to stand on their own at first, which is why I think that Marvel has been so successful. It wasn't just built around Iron Man. Iron Man set it off, but everyone was treated individually so that we grew an attachment to each person. Whereas in there, we had Superman, but then instead of giving Batman his own movie, they made a Batman and Superman. Instead, and then brought in Wonder Woman. Instead of giving us a Wonder Woman movie right then, it was just, they all just kept just sprinkling people in rather and making them feel like extensions of Superman rather than being themselves. And so I'm hoping that this next go round, they don't do that. And they just really allow each character to be be themselves outside of Superman and then create a team from them. I think what also, and um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think they did it that way to be kind of to be intentional and not do it exactly like the MCU was doing it. Um, 
But I think the way that the MCU kind of started, it lends itself, it lends itself to like world building and like like I literally like feel like I am in the MCU when I watch these films because of everything they've built and how they've connected everything. And like I said, I'm not, I don't, I don't necessarily. And I think they're going to go that route going forward because they've seen how successful um, that Marvel has been doing it that way. But I think what's crazy though, is that, and I've said it here, if the DCEU, even if it wasn't connected, but had quality shit, people would still watch it. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's really, that's really been the issue. Like, honestly, there, I, I love MCU. Don't get me wrong. However, I know that the DC comic books, they have some characters that are bangers. And like, you have some people who are like true blue DC heads. And if it was good, they would come and y'all just give them this mess and expect them to just kind of be like, mm. I mean, people are still faithfully going to see the Fast and the Furious films. Faithfully. Because it's about fans. They, <laughs> but, they, it, but it's because they made people actually care enough about these people. And then they know that people are going to go see them like, this movie ain't going to make no bit of shit. It ain't going to make no sense. We don't care. We just know we're going to get a feel-good film with tons of action. We know what we are getting. If people knew who were watching a DC film, that even if they didn't care anything for the story, that they mm -hmm. were going to get some type of excitement, people would still go. Now we've got to a point where we know what we're getting from DC is trash. Trash. With and, it's, some... and it's unfortunate. And I'm really glad that James Gunn is like saying, you know, let's scrap this stuff because getting sprinkles of greatness here mm -hmm. is nothing when you look at the quality of the characters that they have in their comic books. Because their stories are, to me, top notch. Yeah. Uh, and I, I and mean, I'm going to say this even the shows that are in the MCU that weren't that great. We're still better than those. She Hulk was better than some of those films over there. And we saw she's, well, and that she's was horrible. The thing that they've created. So it's like y'all, yeah. I don't know. I guess we're just gonna have to bite this one and just hope for the best. I don't. Well, speaking of She Hulk, rumors are that she will not be getting a season two. And that's unfortunate because I liked her as a character. I would love to see a different showrunner and a different writer. Um. Mm. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen her because I liked her as a character, but that show just it won't end. Y'all see that? You DC fans? Y'all see how I just critiqued it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was not. It was not. But I guess since I just mentioned Marvel, um, we knew that Marvel would be submitting some of their films to be considered for the Oscars. Well, apparently Marvel is pushing for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um. <laughs> so, they're still expand on things. <clears throat> they are actually trying to get Doctor Strange Multiverse of, well, in the Multiverse of Madness to be considered for Best Picture. They are submitting uh, Sam Raimi for Best Director. Submitting Benedict Cumberbatch for Best Actor and submitting Elizabeth Olsen for Best Actress. <laughs> Excuse me. They've submitted some other ones, but the only one that makes sense in all of this is Elizabeth Olsen because I, I think still she's probably still having back because of how she had to carry that film. So moving right along to Love and Thunder, they're uh -huh. actually trying to submit that for Best uh, fit, uh, Picture. Never do it. They're trying to push uh, Chris Hemsworth for Best Actor, Natalie no. Portman for Best Actor. No damn yeah. way. Now, Wakanda Forever, they're trying to do Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress in Letitia Wright, Best Supporting Actress in either Angela Bassett, Denai, or Lupita, and Winston Duke, and Tonok Huerta for Best Supporting Actor. And they're also submitting for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, I'm the only this. ones that seem to make sense, you know, you, you give me your feedback. Who do you think makes sense in all of that? Let me tell y'all something. If y'all think I'm going to sit here and say that Thor Love and Thunder deserves best picture, you out of your damn mind. Best actor, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth? Uh-uh. 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 No. Natalie Portman? I hated her as Jane. Hated her. Horrible. Unnecessary. She could have stayed gone. If I'm being gone. honest, I'm... Uh-uh. No. No. That ain't... They'll never fly. Never fly. Now. On to Black Panther. Letitia Wright was not bad, but I don't know if her performance is Oscar worthy. I, you know, having watched it a second time, 
You feel like it was she awkward? was actually she was really good. Duh. I mean, I knew that from the first really one, good. but like not from the first one, think, from the first watch. I think it was mainly because you watch her, you watching it the second time under no type of influence, if I may add. <laughs> um, she, I felt her grief more than anyone. And it I was, just, and you, I felt it every time she was on screen. Like she was, except the moment, the only time I didn't feel it was when Riri and all this other stuff, seeing her every time she was in this, in the lab, knowing and feeling like, you know, why she's there. And then she actually says out loud, like the ancestors gave me these gifts, but did not give me gifts that would save my brother. Mm. Like that line alone told you everything about her, that whole movie and why she was acting the way that she was. Because she felt like the people, the ancestors abandoned her. And then she knew for her, she knew she was only good for one thing. And that one thing that she's always been good for was not enough to save her brother. And you saw every time she was on screen. And then that moment with Angela Bassett, when she passed away, well, Ramonda was gone. And then the, <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. So if people can say that that one scene with Angela Bassett going off on a Koye was Oscar worthy, why can't we say that all of these other moments that, that Letitia Wright had, multiple moments throughout the whole film, were not good enough? I guess. I, I see where you're coming from. I, I see it. I see where you're coming from. And I think more so than anything, and not to say that the other actors on the film weren't as believable as Letitia, but her connection with Chadwick was different. And I think that, um, and Ryan's even said it, that Ryan was just like that Chadwick's favorite character was Shuri. His favorite actress to work with was Letitia. And um, she was, he said that he, the only time, because when he's working, he's pretty serious. And she said that the only time that he really, he cracked a, like a legit smile that wasn't anything that has to do with, um, with, you know, with acting or working. It was when he was with Letitia. So, mm -hmm. and, to, and for me, like, even when they were on the stage at Comic-Con and they showed the trailer and how emotional Letitia, like, she was very emotional. And um, I don't know. I just think it hits different from her. And I don't know. I, 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 she can't, let me say, she, like I said, she did a phenomenal job on that on the, with my first watch. When I watch it again, I'll pay, I'll probably can pay a little closer attention to see how I feel about that. But for me, the Oscar buzz has always been around Angela because it's deserved. And not to say that Letitia doesn't, but I'll hold that until I guess I see it again. Yeah. Watch it, watch it again. I feel like I had, okay, full transparency. The first Black Panther is not one of my favorite films. I think I've said it before on the podcast. It's really not. I I loved it for what it did for the culture, but it lacked action. The final battle scene with Killmonger in their suits was absolutely terrible to look at because it was all CGI and they did not dedicate it. I think they even got criticism for that and they intentionally tried to improve on that in this film because of how much criticism they got for that scene. I watched that one again and I didn't... It didn't feel like it improved the second time I saw it. Mm -mm. I watched Wakanda forever again, and I feel like I actually love it more this time than I did the first time I saw it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of caught me off guard. One, because I'm probably of the two of us, I'm the more critical of things that I'm looking at. Very. But <laughs> I watched it and I, I, okay, since I'm being transparent, I intentionally did not pay attention to the first couple minutes of the movie. I didn't want to relive the whole scene with Chadwick Boseman or T'Challa died. Um, I cried at the end of the movie watching <sighs> Shuri sit on the beach and they did the flashbacks because there were certain things that I didn't really grasp onto the first time. Well, I noticed them, but they didn't hit me as much to say until the second time when she's sitting on the beach, it is, silent you could hear a pin drop in that scene and all you're doing is watching it flashback from her sitting on the beach crying to seeing scenes of Chadwick Boseman anytime he was and on screen it was quiet I'm talking about how powerful silence was in this film silence was dangerous emotionally when you watch that movie but you're right every time he was on screen they were like uninterrupted nothing silence and it's crazy because we were in there with some kids. They won't say nothing. I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm. yeah. Watching that movie a second time, I had a bigger appreciation for her. Um, Namor could have everything, 
and um I loved how and, he played it. Y'all, some of y'all just be acting. I loved it. Him, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe then I watch but I'm still still disappointed in seeing uh Talokan. Still disappointed in that because, and you talked about this, and it makes me even more upset now that after I saw the second film, you were like, Well, it's under the water, deep in the water, down like they don't have much light down there. They made a point for him to show us that he brought the sun down there for yeah. his people. He literally said, She was like, Oh, it's vibranium. I brought the sun down here for my people, and it is dark. Like, <laughs> I just Mm-mm. And so it's just to me, it just that that is still disappointing to me. And I don't think we'll ever get us. We're not going to get a spinoff anytime soon. So they'll never really be able to give us Talo Khan in the way that I feel like so many other pieces of Marvel content have dedicated so much time for you to see what the world was like when we had mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy and they went on wherever planet that was where at the end when they held the stones and. You see everything around there and all the big skyscrapers and all this other stuff. Or when we saw Asgard, we see Wakanda, we see New York being trashed. I mean, <laughs> we had we got so much stuff and then we got the dark for Talokan. I'm And then I also got a little bothered by the fact that I don't think they did a good enough job explaining to us why the people were blue. And I say that because... Whenever they went in the water, they weren't blue anymore. They only turned blue once they came out of the water. Didn't they say why, though? Well, I, I want that. What well, they just said that they drunk the herb, and because they drunk the herb, they couldn't breathe on the water, so they had to go in there. But, and that was why they turned blue. But, like, you, there was no expectation that there would be a change from when they were in the water and they would not be blue to when they went out of the water and they weren't blue anymore. I mean, they were blue. Because mm. I was like, I don't think people really paid attention to the fact that their skin went back to normal color when they were underwater. Let me tell you, when was it that I realized that they were blue? They weren't blue anymore. I think it was like, oh, they're not blue anymore. I didn't even, mm-hmm. it didn't even like click until like a little later. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just talking because, you know, I just watched the movie. But yeah, so we have a lot of potential Oscar nominations coming through. I, I think, think the only film of any of these that might be really considered is Wakanda Forever. If there's anything for special effects or something, maybe something like Doctor Strange. Yeah. Some of the, especially that scene with the um with the music notes. Mm-hmm. At the like tw- like at the end, um, or the sequence the, the, when they're falling from multiverse to multiverse, like they're mm-hmm. literally rolling from star to star. That was and, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. some great stuff right there. So there's a lot of moments that they could really feed into when it comes to special effects and sound and stuff like that, which I think most comic book films are usually recognized often for sound and sound mixing and stuff like that. But if acting wise, if any of them will, it's definitely going to be Black Panther. And the, I better, can't, it better be because Angela, I, like I don't know, like I said, I don't know if she'll get it because there's such a um, there's I don't know, like I think like some of these kind of heavy hitters like on this bandwagon type of situation that comic book films are not real films, um, mm-hmm. and we we you know we argue that it, I think that they are real films every week that we do this, and it's just like especially with the type of acting that some of these actors are doing, like. To sit there and say that, for example, that you didn't believe that Ramonda was having, like, I really felt like I was in the room when she was cussing out of Koye. Like, mm-hmm. real talk. Like, I felt like I was there and I was like, yay. You know what <laughs> thing that's actually even more interesting to me about that? She stripped her of her title and her position in Adora Milaje when Shuri basically became queen. She didn't reinstate her. She let her stay out. She became a midnight angel. She did not. I expected that she would be like, okay, after all this war stuff is over, Koye, I would like for you to leave the whatever the door to Malaje again. It's almost like there's still this disrespect there. Like, you know, my mama said that I ain't about to go turn on my mama. You better find something else to do. I think, and I think what a lot of people are missing, and I get y'all's people's point about you know how Okoye is basically grieving too she lost you know probably one of her best friends she watched him die twice all that good stuff I was like well I think what some of y'all which y'all are failing to realize is that Okoye is in that position is because a little bit is because of her arrogance 
and how and not saying that she doesn't have a reason to be overconfident but the queen at, at the end of the, at the end of the day could have pulled rank and been like nah we don't you know she she's not going um but okoye was still like no i got her she's this she's that it's fine whatever 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 um and she loses her and it's like i don't know very she's very she was very now i'm not gonna say cocky but very confident and also even when shuri was trying to talk to her about different things like um different outfits different weapons Aquaria was like nah 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 this is the way we're gonna do it whatever 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 she was kind of unwilling to but compromise and bend more like a traditionalist is that a mm-hmm. i think she was a tra- traditionalist and i watching it the second time I really didn't even get the cockiness. I think that she truly thought that this was just going to be an in and out job. Like we're going to go get her. We're coming back. I don't think they anticipated the police coming up in there. I don't think they anticipated being attacked because even the attack was such, it was like a blind side. Like sure. I mean, uh, Riri in the air flying, enjoying the sky. And then all of a sudden she gets smacked down into the, the street. Right. So it was like, I think that, you know, I think maybe, well, I guess leaning more into what you said, I think maybe that arrogance is why she didn't think it was going to be anything to be concerned about. Like, you know, we good. We're also, as they love to say out loud. So it's not a, her arrogance is something she's been taught. What is the oh, yeah. one thing that Angela and them always said? We are the most powerful nation in the world. They've never been taught that they could not do something, which well, Let me I, tell you I really something. We we need to be teaching ourselves that right. We and I think hide. I think about what Io said when she was talking to John Walker, and she was just like, "The door Malaje has jurisdiction wherever the hell they please." But she didn't say that. But it, I mean, she basically said, "We do what we want to do, where we want to do it." Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like, and a lot of that, and I and I say this too. I think a lot of that of letting her, you know, kind of go to the wayside is also because that. Ultimately, she chose, even though I get Okoye's stance, she chose to protect the throne, even if Killmonger was not what was good, what was, you know, was trash. She took, she picked a side. And I think think that they would have looked at them weird if they had not. The whole job, even if you don't agree with anyone could have taken over. Anyone could have, whether it was Killmonger, where it was um, Umbaku, anyone who was of that family. They could have done that. They could have but taken think, and Even if they did not agree with it, their job is to honor and obey whoever is in charge. Which is true, but it wouldn't have been an issue with Mbaku. With like Mbaku. Like, and I think, like I said, the queen was kind of holding on to the fact that technically she thought that Killmonger had killed um, Chadwick at that time. And it's like, well, not Chadwick, Lord, T'Challa. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of weird too that she took she picked that side, even though technically she's I mean, not. How's that different than the military? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like technically, she literally she did exactly what they normally do. She didn't technically pick a side, but it's almost just like with the type of relate uh, with me with the type of relationship that she had with T'Challa. I was surprised too when she decided to stay to protect Killmonger yeah. or yeah, to, like, to, to keep on her role. Yeah, it makes sense, like, and I, I can get what you're saying, but I also just say, like she also knew she had a job. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate, but it's like, hey, she had a job. And I was hoping that it was going to come out that she was only doing that so she can get keep the enemy closer. And I would have loved for her to actually say that. Mm, she would have been close enough to really be able to really see and know what this man was trying to do. Like, And also, though. I, f- I keep forgetting about um, Wakabi, her husband. Was that made clear that that was her husband in the first film? I think so. I think so because I think it was around the time that they were. I think it was when they were specifically fighting because you know like there was a moment where they fought each other. Yeah, and I knew they were like, like I knew they were together, right? I thought mm-hmm. it was just like a bay, like partner. Boyfriend, girlfriend type of situation. And it wasn't until this film where she was like, your husband. I was like, oh, they're married. Oh, okay. But then on top of that, I was like, to my point, I almost kind of think that maybe she was just trying to keep the peace at the house. She could have whooped his ass. Don't forget your peace, girl. Get your peace. Yeah, but to to bring it back to like the Oscar conversation, um, I don't know. Doctor Strange wasn't bad, but I tell you one motherfucking thing right now. If Chris Hemsworth 
is nominated for an Oscar for his work in Love and Thunder. I don't see that man being nominated for an Oscar in his life, let alone in Love and Thunder. Uh, I, and, and Angela Bassett don't get nothing. I don't know, dog. I, I don't know. And if we be honest, his performance in Endgame, Infinity War, no, specifically Endgame, was better than his whole performance in Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved seeing how how he struggled with... He could have stopped all that stuff. He, all he did was chop the man head off. It could have ended with him. I'm glad he was left with those feelings. <laughs> I'm glad he was because you came down with your axe and you decided you're going to st- cut him in the shoulder. No, you, you, you fight to kill. Take him out. So I was glad he had to struggle. Deal with it. But, okay. Ne- um, two last things. One... Mm-hmm. Jonathan Major was in interview asking what he felt like was the worst thing about working for Marvel. And at first he was like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. But then I guess they kept digging and he said, I'll say the worst thing would be I get this this moment and we're about to get there right before the film comes out. Or for instance, right before they show a clip, there's a nervous feeling that you get that's like, oh, my God, <laughs> that feeling is very I don't know. I don't mind it, but that is probably the worst and most unpleasant thing about doing one of these superhero movies. I can actually get that because one, you can't say nothing, mm, and two, it is It can be. It's an arguable point that people are more critical of Marvel films than they are anything else that comes out at this point. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going in here. You know that whatever you do is going to be under a microscope. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll kill your career, but it's just you don't want to be the person who is the one that they talk bad about in a universe where so many great things are happening. Like I can only imagine how old girl from She-Hulk feels, knowing that people, us included, feel like her film or her series was the worst thing that they've come out with in ever. Mm, so. It was a mess. Because <laughs> it was a mess. So it's just like, imagine that feeling. So I can imagine how hard that feels as an actor, be, knowing that you're going to be in this major blockbuster film and people are going to rip you to shreds. <laughs> Two shreds. Mm-mm. I, um, y'all, he's about to come and ruin our lives. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think our favorites are about to be gone and we're going to have a, a control alt delete reset. Mm-hmm. Well, last thing before we go into our homework, Amber Heard, apparently her scenes have not been cut, nor have they been reduced. So she will be in, in in Aquaman in all of its glory when it releases next year. Well, then that's the best thing that's coming out of all this DCU mess is that we won't have to see her no more as Mira. Because they definitely going to, they definitely, whenever he comes back, Aquaman, whoever's going to play him, it won't be her coming back as Mira. I tell you that. Right. But that's all I got for blurdy news so i we can start in our with our film homework and i'll let you start so i took on the task of watching the 2011 film green lantern and you decided to finally watch the 2016 film deadpool what are your thoughts on the craziness that you watched in the deadpool film let me tell you something (laughs) Way Wilson needs to be on Adderall. <laughs> His baby, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm eating this ice in your ear, my bad. But the whole time I'm watching this film, I was like, "What the? F- what the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> what is wrong with him?" All over the place, all the time. Like I was just, he is wild. I was like, I, I will say, if I'm, let me let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that he didn't look that bad? Oh, when he had the the face, um, yeah. Oh, but what, what did his friend call him? Did he say he looked like a scrotum? I can't remember. You know, he kept describing what his face looked. Like. I know he said that he looked like an avocado had angry sex with an even older avocado, and that one he said I remember that part. But I was just like, he not even that bad. Like it's not even that bad. I was like. So y'all trying to tell me, y'all trying to convince me that this version of Deadpool and his scarred skin, right? This part, y'all are supposed to convince me that nobody would want to sleep with him looking like that? Well, I guess it was because it was everywhere. I don't know. 
I, I guess I don't know. I'm I mean, let's be truthful though. That when if you were to see him at first, maybe you wouldn't be like, "Oh man, I would never talk to him." But it would take you aback to see that Just this a is how bit. He would it would. Then, but it would. It didn't. When I first saw him, I was like, "Yikes!" But I adjusted. Like that's it just. <laughs> To me, people like staring like that, I thought was crazy. Um, Because I was just like, even with the skin, he's still not unattractive. Mm-hmm. That which I thought was, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, let me tell you something: the relationship with that black lady, <laughs> their humor, the way they they read each other all the time, and with that little hand he had was weak. Do you hear me? When he was. I, I was gone. Like when he was playing with her, her face, I was like, this dude, what's, what's wrong with him? Like, he is cool. Like, what is wrong with him? What is wrong with him? Like, for real. Like, I kept the whole movie. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this man? Mm-hmm. He, what's wrong with him? <sighs> Let me see. There's some parts that stuck out to me. Um, Victoria. I love the opening sequence on the, on the, the mm-hmm. I love the opening sequence on the highway. Oh God! With the, time, the bullets that <laughs> he only had like what twelve of them. Mm-hmm. He was trying to kill everybody. I love that whole sequence. That was good. Him and those Crocs talking to that black lady tickled me. The way they were going back and forth over IKEA furniture. I love their relationship the most. Um, mm-hmm. Him and Victoria, Vanessa. What's her name? I'm bringing it up because I was actually about to pull her up because I, I was trying to remember what I've seen her in before. Um, yeah, but her name was Vanessa. Vanessa. I liked her. She was crazy as hell too, but she was a good fit. Um, but what you didn't tell me was that I'm over here. I'm at the gym when it first comes on and she got the strap and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm looking around because you know, people know it's like, oh my God. But, um, I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things. The way that he was shading Fox, Okay, throughout the whole film. When he said, why is it only two of y'all in this big old house? It's almost as if they couldn't afford it any more X-Men. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Shay. Okay. Right. Um, and then Colossus was funny, too. Like he, he was, was his, he was trying so hard to make this man a hero. When he, Certainly. when old boy shot him, when he shot that dude, Francis, and Colossus threw up, I was like, <laughs> that's why. That's why you don't want nobody to be killed, because you can't stomach it. Mm-hmm. So that I thought that was interesting, and at first I thought Kara Davalene. Not that's not Kara Davalene. What's that girl name? You're talking about the, the 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 big lady. Yeah, the one with the superhuman strength. Um, yeah, Gina Carano. Is yeah, her. Name. I that thought, was the one from the, Mar- the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I thought she helped him with the ma- like with the match. I thought she helped him. I thought that's how he got it. I thought she gave it to him. And it wasn't until the end where he was, where she was fighting him, that she was. I was like, oh, so she didn't help him out. Okay. He, okay. he kind of took it. Like I think, but she had to lean down or try to strap him up, and he took it out of her pocket or something. Oh, okay. Um, hence seeing his transformation kind of tore me up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, did he end up saving that guy? The 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 bad guy? No, no, no. Because no. remember the dude who he was like, hey, Wade, at the like right before it went like dark right after he had fought that dude and the dude had stuck that whatever that, that impaled him with that bar and it was one of the patients that he had been talking to oh i don't know i don't think he made it oh and i was wondering because the building burnt down i guess around him but he wasn't on he wasn't impaled on that thing so i was like well maybe he saved him and he just i don't know i guess he didn't make it um but i thought he was hilarious and dumb i do like they gave him a, a very short backstory to explain how he could fight and shoot mm-hmm. thought that was interesting um how he made his outfit <laughs> or the reason why he made the outfit the way it is because you know it was white at first and he kept getting hit and <laughs> the blood was everywhere can't wait to see him in the mcu oh my god when you watch the second one once you're done with the second one We'll talk because then I can tell you why I think it makes sense. Oh, you you saw the thing about them trying to say something about the TVA or something. Yeah. yeah you'll see why when you watch that one because I'll just say he just decides he's just going to fuck up time. Oh. Like he's just, just going around. So I can see them like chasing him because he keep going around everywhere changing stuff. Hey, I, 
Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I think oh, the bartender was he in the second one? Mm-hmm. He was okay. Yeah, he's the one that came out talking about how he he has some not so nice things to say about Ryan Reynolds. But this is the, the same, isn't this the same guy? I don't know. I'm starting. To, I think that's the guy. He's had some issues with some sexual misconduct. Well, for what I read, it was because he said some. No, it wasn't sexual things. He basically made him. He said some things that implied that he was beneath him, like Ryan Reynolds was above him, and he was just nothing. But apparently, after he made these statements, Ryan reached out to him. They've talked and they figured everything out, and they're good now. No, this was separate from him. Hold on, it was. Hold on. Did he have separate ones that were that weren't related to Ryan? He had a um a show. Hold on, I feel like he was on a show. What's his name? T. Hold on, let's go back. T. J. Miller. His name was Weasel. <laughs> um, hold on. Yeah, it was when he was on Silicon Valley. Yeah, didn't he have some like sexual misconduct stuff up there? Well, it said that he was accused of inappropriate, unprofessional behavior on set. Yes, he was a bully. So it doesn't specifically say it was sexual misconduct. It was just he was a he was an ass. He had some sexual assault allegations before that, mm. but it was from back when he was in college. So these allegations came out twenty seventeen about something that happened in two thousand one. Mm. Okay, but yeah, like I don't like. I guess they him and Ryan made amends and buried a hatchet or whatever. But it doesn't seem like he's a nice person anyway. From TJ? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know when I'll be able to squeeze in too, but I'll try to squeeze it in sooner than later. Um, But I did enjoy one. It was a little rough for me, almost too much for me to handle. I told you it was, it was really graphic. It was very raunchy. The language is terrible. It, they said, but Ryan Reynolds always said that he would never do it unless they let it be rated R. So that it was like, it was an actual comics. I mean, I, I, I let me ask you this: With casting, do you think they feel? Do you feel like they did a good job with casting Ryan Reynolds? Oh gosh, he's perfect. He was absolutely perfect, and that was the thing that when I was watching Green Lantern, which we'll get into in a second, I just kept thinking: This man tried Green Lantern, it failed. He came back again in um, the Wolverine movie as a piece of a Deadpool, failed. The fact that he decided he was going to try a third time, he was like, "I will not be told that I will be." always be a terrible and unsuccessful superhero. He was not going to go away. And Deadpool did everything that it was supposed to do. I like his personality. The way he played. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. His wit, everything. Who that little baby hand. Jesus Christ. Well, that took me down. That took me down. Uh, That lady. Is there more of them together in, in two? Yeah, I think she's in the second one too. I loved it. I loved them. So his movie, this movie, Deadpool. Okay, first of all, let's sit here and digest this part. The film had a budget that was only $58 million. Mm, Looks better lot. than half of that we've seen out there. Mm-hmm. It made $782 million. That was a success. It, was the, it is still the highest grossing rated R film of all time. Dang. Well, at that time was let me go see who it is now okay it ended up losing that title to Deadpool 2 but then it lost that title to the Joker movie that Joker movie made a billion dollars which one the one which one Inconvenient. oh okay mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. but okay so since we talked about that let me go ahead and do my rundown of Greenlander oh god okay. I'm gonna try to keep it short okay no I'm not going to do that, but let's say, okay. My biggest issues with the Green Lantern film were it did not start off like it was going to be bad. Mm -mm. It started off decent, even though I think it was really, okay. I have not seen a ton of movies where people were flying in planes and fighting in these planes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But one thing that caught me completely off guard is that when they were doing that exercise with these, um, those, those, I guess those ships that were being controlled by AI or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were chasing Blake Lively's character, and she's actually flying and looking back over her shoulder like she in a high speed chase on the street. I don't, I didn't understand that. I'm no, no. But um, she's terrible. Um, she's but not I hate a good her. actress. She's only there for eye candy purposes, and it is nothing about her character was believable that she was even in that type of industry. 
Um, Trash. The movie went downhill the moment he was snatched and taken to the Green Lantern Corps place. And we saw him in his outfit for the first real time with everybody. I don't understand why his outfit was CGI. I don't understand why his eyes were CGI. Um, I don't understand. I don't know who took over the writing at that point in time, but mm-hmm. they could have kept that. And then this villain in this movie is easily one of the worst villains I've ever seen. And he, he kept trying. getting his he kept big. I was just, uh, so who was he? He was Hector Hammond. Um, no. Trash. So. He didn't even do a good job at letting us know that what happened to him gave him this uh, almost like telekinetic power. Mm-hmm. It was just like, generally when someone gets new powers, there's a moment where they're sitting there and they notice that they can do it and they kind of play around with it. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that moment. He just used, He just kept getting ugly. And, then, and uglier. And then he used the powers to smack Angela Bassett onto a glass and then somehow she just stayed there. Like, And then, I don't know. Um, I did not. Okay, the purple face guy who was in this. Um, who is it? Sinestro. Yeah, the very first beginning. <laughs> well, no, he was the one that was always working as a um, a green. Oh, him for at the end. Got you. Well, not at the end, but the guy yes, who kind of ran it. Yeah, because I was under the impression that he was. Does he become a bad guy? He well, not. A, he comes. What's the the yellow one? What's the yellow yeah. lantern? Comes um, the bad guy. He becomes a supervillain. Not during it. No, no, not during the movie. But I knew of him outside of the movie. I was like, I was, I d- didn't know that his history or his origin started from him being a mentor to Hal before mm-hmm. he became a supervillain. Um, but they shouldn't have trusted him anyway. He never looked like he was a hero. Like his face always screamed, "I'm gonna turn on y'all." You know what's crazy? It's so crazy because the whole time looks are important because the whole time I remember watching it, just knowing that he was going to be bad, just knowing it, that he was going to turn. Yeah. And, and he, and he doesn't, but it had, they have had they been successful and they would have done a second one that we probably would have seen it. But yeah. I, the whole time I'm waiting while the story is unfolding, like, okay, when is he going to be bad? Cause he looks like yeah, he, he was giving like a green lantern version of scar from the lion king yeah like that he had that face that regardless of what he was doing he was going to be the bad guy i was so irritated by the fact that they beat the parallax by just throwing it in the sun oh not even just that i shouldn't have been thinking this hard about it but he just flew out into space he can breathe up there green lantern just flew into space he ain't putting the, no he didn't have the aura going over his body he didn't have anything he put over his face he just flew out into space it's just a flew movie out there. it's I was a just, movie no. so this film oh apparently there was a mid-credit scene yeah they show um sinestro he, turning yellow yeah he takes the yellow ring and puts it on his finger and he turned whatever no one cares he but, took, um, I think he turned into fear. What is he called? I'm just over it. How much money did this movie make? It grossed a total of $219 million. How much did it cost to make? They said that it needed um, $500 million to be considered a financially solid film. Well, they, they lost about $75 million. <laughs> that was terrible. But I watched it. Um, like I said, it started off like it had promise. And then it just went to hell. And... No one cared. And that was the sad part. But anyway, so two hour remaining piece of homework. I did not watch both episodes of Andor. I'm going to go ahead and say it out here. I have been adulting. We moved. I tried and could not find the time. So can next I, week, I will have can to I make have a suggestion? all three. Hmm? Can we just, let's hold off on Andor only because I'm afraid that when I talk about it, I'm going to combine them. Okay. So does that mean that you're going to watch the third episode and I have to watch two additional no. ones that we talk about together or just... We can hold off on the these? third. Okay. I that will say this, me. though. I'll say this a little bit. The guy who's been after um, Cassian is getting on my nerves and he has a face that should be punched. And I can't wait for it to get punched. I'm sick of looking at him. I'm, sick, I'm just sick of these. I'm sick of the Empire, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm... Oh, I was told this by the guy that I work with. He mm-hmm. said that you'll notice that every three episodes, the third episode is something big. It was filmed that way. So each set of three ends with the big moment, which explains how 
episode six felt so big. Mm. Every third episode is doing that. And I guess they it's almost like they created each third episode is like a separate mini arc. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy that I work with, who's also a major Star Wars fan, told me that. And I was like, hmm, because I remember, I think I said something when we got to episode three, like, hmm, it's trying to get better. <laughs> but then episode six was like, oh, we're there. Um, so, yeah. So that means that next week we'll be talking about episodes seven and eight of Andor. And uh, that's all we have on homework. I don't know if that means the Dove Cat is going to find time to watch the, um, Deadpool 2 in that time period or what. I did get. I'm being harassed by someone at work that he he wants us to start watching Doom Patrol because he no. said that Doom Patrol is his favorite television show on TV and he loves how they do Mr. Nobody. He, he explained to me that Mr. Nobody in the DC Comics is a character that lives between the lines of the comic book squares. Mm-hmm. So like you're reading the comic book, the white lines is where this character exists. And he just talks about how he loves how they portray that, portray that in the show. I don't know too much about it, but that character in the show is played by Alan Tudyk. I don't know what he looks like. Alan Tudyk. He actually, we've seen him before. That's I part of his picture. Like I was like, oh, I've seen this man before. Let me see. Um, tip, tip, tapping. Dundum Patrol. He's been in a tick. What movies has he been in? Because I know he's he's been in... Oh, he played uh, the Toucan in Kanto. And he is um, he is on Disney's payroll, for real, for real. He's actually going to be in Deadpool, too. He's um, he's the voice of Hey Hey from Moana. Mm-hmm. The little chicken. Um, go for sure. Yeah, he has a pretty extensive discography, honestly. I mean, filmography. Yeah. Pretty long. He's been in a lot Very of stuff. Long. Mostly, he got a lot of stuff on um, Disney. Yeah, a lot of voice acting. Uh-huh. So but, I don't know. I we'll figure it out. We're closing on the end of the year. And as you guys know, holiday season is pretty busy season for work and for family. Oh, yeah. So we do things when we can. But I will harass Dove Cat into trying to watch something else since I was 100% accurate that she would like Deadpool. But I will go ahead and put out there when you do watch Deadpool 2. Personally, um, I think that it is not as good as the first. Mm. It is still entertaining, but okay. the first set the bar pretty high. The second one, ha- it has lots of action and stuff, but I feel like the story has a couple of missteps, but not so much that I would ever consider it a bad film because it's not bad at all. Well, I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to see if I can squeeze it in. So you're watching. Hold on. Where's my phone at? You're watching. You didn't do. I just want to make sure I don't look like watching. I didn't do Andor episode eight. We were supposed to do episode eight. We're supposed to do seven and eight. Seven and eight. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure that I didn't go ahead. Because, you know, the next episode started playing. And, um, yeah, I'm on episode nine. Okay, so I need to watch. Oh, I'm good. Episode seven and eight. All right, so that's it. And with that said, you guys, we'll talk to you guys next week. 